Oh, yeah, I found something you love, do you? Well, let me uh, take that back because you're spending too much time on it. The joy is overflowing. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 283. He's Randy, I'm Jason. We're coming at you tonight from the sun-baked New England state of Massachusetts. Yeah, a little hot. Yeah. I was moving my mic around, sorry. That's fine. Uh, yeah, so I got a ton of stuff to talk about tonight. You'd think I'd have more, because I, I, we didn't record last week, but... Um, we didn't? I mean, no, not last week. Remember, because it was like, it was my anniversary on Tuesday, 19 years. Wait, I, so the show I didn't edit was from two weeks ago? Uh, holy smokes. No, we did. We recorded Wednesday. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, then that's why I don't have anything to say, because we're a day short. Um, 19 years, though. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. And, uh... You're so, shooting for 20, you know, forever? What's the... Yeah, uh, I mean, that, that was the plan. That's what we told, oh, okay. that's what we told the priest. So you I told think. each yeah. other. <laughs> we got we got to at least outlive the yeah. priest, right? No, yeah, I'm kidding. Right. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that guy's still alive, actually. He was pretty... Uh, he was an ancient, but... Anyways, yeah, it was 19 <laughs> years ago. It was super hot that day, too. I think it's till death do us part, not till the, the priest's death. It's but he said other. us. If he dies, he's one of us, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess us. so. No, he's just giving you the lines to say. He's not actually included in the... Um... Oh, really? Did I do it wrong, then? Does <laughs> 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 he... Was she sharing your... I th- well, no. I mean, I thought, but I thought it was like you know we're accountable to that dude some at some way somewhere along the way. Uh, he come with you on your honeymoon and stuff though. Like, he came to like he spent the day with us, hung out, went to the reception and all that. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. so, I I don't know. And he just kind of ghosted us. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most absurd thing. Oh man, I'm so punchy. It's just the, yeah. Uh, it's good to talk to you, Randy. I, I don't, it's like we don't keep in touch much anymore. Oh, goodness. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting at the same desk now, though, all day and all night. And I, I know. Could, I, I don't want to complain because there's certainly, I know. but I would welcome a, a labory <laughs> job right about now. I think being outside, even in the heat. Yeah. The, the monotony nice. is, is tiring. Like I just, I come down, I, you know, live in this room every day for like eight <laughs> hours a day at least. And. Oh, sometimes, sometimes I work from the couch. No, I never. And do. Sometimes I work outside, but you know what? It's so hot outside. My laptop overheats and crashes. Really? Yeah. Is that what happened today? If the why well, whatever no, if the sun shines <laughs> on the laptop, it's dead. You can't have sun shining on that thing. Really? That's funny. That's, That's ridiculous. Um, it's absurd. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So what else? Uh, school school decisions in for you guys. Pick we got a, well, pick. yeah. I mean, I already told you my school decision. Are but there, our district is still hasn't committed. They've taken more surveys, but we're behind everybody in terms of. Uh, no kidding, you guys have to like the state just extended today. I think they extended the plan through the fourteenth, which is Friday. Mm-hmm. So by Friday, we postponed the start. We postponed the start of school to the fourteenth. Well, no, no, no. But yes, they did that for us too. But I mean the the plan that the each school district has to submit to the state. Has to be in by the was supposed to be in I think today or maybe but then they extended to Friday, which I really? yeah I think the plan's just going to include here's our plan it has two parts hybrid everyone did the same thing and this yeah, I know I was trying to explain this to my wife right uh, this is this is I don't want to say politics is bad right because it's just people love that sweeping statement this is groupthink we'll call it this is what happens you get a committee. You get a big body that's accountable for things. You get some big high-pressure situation. Are you fat-shaming a committee? No. Oh, not they big body like that, you mean? Big body committee, yeah. <laughs> uh, they can't... I said I'm punchy. ...agree 100% on anything, right? Because some person throws out an idea, and what inevitably happens is there has to be a compromise, right? Compromise is everyone's favorite thing to do. Instead of really digging into the merits of one decision or another and saying, you know what, that person's right, or they're enough right where I'm going to back them and we're going to go full speed ahead with this, they always say there's 
there's like, there's got to be another side to this, right? We got to play, even if maybe another person on the committee does agree with that person. They're like, hey, no one's disagreeing. I took the supports off. I'm going to be devil's advocate. It's okay. I'll pause and wait. See what happens. <laughs> 3D print just finished. It was like a six hour, uh, eight hour print. Oh, it was yeah. like an eight hour print. It's like a big deal. Stand for that a looks switch. Like a tablet holder. It's well, yeah. It's a stand for a switch. You the mm-hmm. yeah. You got the charger port in there. And it's, yeah, you got a charger. You can run the cable underneath, and then a little rough on the bottom curve there. But uh, all right. Anyways, that's, it'll did functional. you do sports? No sports. Yeah, we did, but we needed to. Yeah. Well, 3D printing. We can t- we can talk about that too later. We can talk 3D about 3D print. printing. Yeah. My rant is boring here, but this is what happens. No, no, it's true. It's Monty's committees happen yeah. in soccer too. You, you get that person that is like. They don't know what to do with themselves, and so they always play devil's advocate, or there's a group of them, mm. right? And what inevitably happens then is that you have to come to some compromise, right? And I feel like that's probably what happened with this school decisions. Everyone said, all right, this is bonkers. We should probably be, and don't tear me apart on this, it's just what I think happened, right? We should probably be full remote to be safe. And then someone says, whoa, no, 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 oh, hold your horses, right? It's probably worse for the kids to not be in school. And then you're like, well, why? And then they say stuff like social interaction is important and all this kind of stuff. And without having any metrics to compare the two, it becomes this exercise in who can yell louder. And and then what has to happen is they say, hey, you know what? Maybe we can do both. And so what we end up with is this hybrid model, right? Let's Mm. do a hybrid model where everyone is happy because we're both in school and out of school. And that must be better because it's both. And it's bonkers to me, right? Because (laughs) I don't understand why not just put them in school all week? Like, what is the point of saying go to school two days a week, half days? How is that going to keep them safer? Oh, well, they're six feet apart in the room. Any sane person would know that you can't keep kids six feet apart in a classroom, no matter what grade they're in. And yet we spent gobs of time, like, making a plan for this, which I just thought was hilarious. But now it's, it's all falling to pieces because we waited for the southern states, for other states to start school, like, before us. Yeah. Or they just do usually. Yeah. And things are, you know, going to H-E double hockey sticks in a handbasket down there. And now these districts now have more like, let's say, evidence, our own districts, to move forward into their, their school committee votes with the, hmm, you know what? Turns out compromise is like bad. Let's go full remote. And so a lot of people are now starting full remote. And I think it's just it was just as fascinating. And you're seeing all these articles and other educators talking about we wasted all summer talking about hybrid models and we should have been better preparing ourselves for full remote and you know i just i don't know what to do about like it doesn't do any good to be like duh you clowns it's like okay fine let's just keep let's keep moving forward let's keep figuring this out you know i don't want to dwell on this I, i more wanted to focus on this idea that this this incrementalism and this this compromise syndrome that we have in this groupthink problem when it comes up, I can't, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. And I gave sort of a speech to somebody about this the other day in relation to the whole safe routes to school and the kids walking. And I'm like, look, we're going to get into talking about this and you're going to suggest something ridiculous as a counterpoint. And I'm going to just shut down. I'm not going to talk to you anymore because you're going to, and you'd be like, oh, I got to come to the table and be civil. And no, because you, you literally already have everything and I just don't care. I can't waste my energy saying, okay, well, let's try to make the kids safe. But instead of actually making them safe, let's just make them wear vests instead. You know, I, that's not the compromise that <laughs> what? really works for any of this. You I know thought, what I'm talking about? I just buy yellow vests for the kids. Oh, you've pivoted to cars on me and I missed it. I don't know how I missed it. Should... I did because I said that because it was a conversation I literally had about uh, safe routes to school. Anyway. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yes, Groupthink, yeah. compromise. Yeah, yeah, I think I think more. If you're on one of these committees, it's yeah. important for you to say, for you to take your perspective, and say, you know what? I do think the kids should be socializing. I do, because it would be good for them. But I'm not. I can't. I can't in my head get away. I can't figure out a way for them to do that, <laughs> like safely, given this science, these numbers, this stuff. Like just knowing kids, and therefore, like there's no way we just can't do it. Like I, I'm gonna go yeah, for yeah. your. I'm gonna go to your side of the room, and I'm gonna say no. 
But then on the other hand, I'm going to say, I'm going to caveat it with, I still do think they should socialize and maybe we could figure that outside of school somehow, whatever. I don't know. But so we ended up in this position with, we got hybrid model and remote model and. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, and ugh, I hate talking about it now and it seems like all of every conversation is, it's just so yeah. mundane now. And uh, so I I'm just like, I got to co- stop talking about this now. It's like, I've made okay. my decision. You've made your decision. They've made their decision. We just got to, we got to go forward now with this. Yeah. Without, but like, the school, rehashing but they haven't in, rehashing completely it. decided. <laughs> so like no, your I school know. district yeah. may decide to be full remote regardless. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, so we took a poll amongst us at, uh, you know, amongst us neighbors the other night and. Everyone was like, yeah, no, two weeks back, they'll be back, first case, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, August 31st. <laughs> they're like, what? They're like, you're like all about going back. I'm like, yeah, I'm all about going back into the class, but I still think they're going to close before school is even started. They're going to close like, before school is even started. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, dude, Georgia's a mess. Like that whole thing with Georgia now, 800 kids out of that one school with that picture mm-hmm. is a mess. The, something happened in, I think, is it in Indiana or Illinois? I'm just like, there's no way. So... So that said, I have yeah. been uh, purchasing and being an online shopper and trying to get the kids set up with uh, with some good remote learning uh, equipment. So they have their Chromebooks, and maybe they're fine just the way they are. Maybe if I just put them in their, their own rooms, they have their own rooms, they have their own desks, they just sit there with their Chromebook and they talk on the microphone with the speakers. You know, maybe that's all fine. Yeah. Most kids, the teachers do that. But because of this, because of what we're doing now, no one can see it, but we both have headsets on and fancy microphones. Right. I don't I don't I don't like the idea. There could be feedback, there could be background noise. Yeah, I know. So I want to get them some some headsets. And it turns out so far what I've found is wireless headsets are absolute trash, especially the Bluetooth ones. Some of them have like proprietary uh USB dongles uh that you plug in and they have their own like thing they do yeah um so those might be better i have a i literally have two on the floor and i have two that are shipping right now and i'm just gonna end up just mass returning all of these things because i'm <laughs> being one of those jerk shoppers well yeah i'm sorry i get to to rabbit trail but so i have a couple of things now that i want to return right and i open it i've thrown away the packaging but the thing doesn't work oh why would you throw away the packaging because I thought it was going to work. So what it was, was a little, uh, it was a, a hose timer, right? I want to run the hose for the garden and I want it on a timer because otherwise it doesn't get done. So, or we forget like one time it ran for like two hours. <laughs> Oops. Uh, and, uh, so I bought this thing, Rainbird. It's a, you know, name brand for irrigation system stuff. So I plugged it in and I pressed the button to make it automatically work. I, it ran and I'm like, Oh sweet. Okay. And then I programmed it to run and I go check on it and it's not running. I'm like, huh? All right. Weird. Check on it again. A couple times. All right. Reset the thing and pull the batteries out. Wait for, I don't know, five, two minutes or something like that for the screen. The screen, I'd obviously had some sort of like capacitor to like swap the batteries back in and get it going again. But then the screen went blank. I swapped the, put the batteries back in programmed it checked it it ran oh great okay so whatever i I, like put it in some funny state but now it's working again well i go to check it over the weekend it's not working again so i'm like what and this thing is not even a month old so i'm like what why isn't it working batteries are fine like so now i've got no packaging but i'm like this thing's junk so i don't know what what do i do do i turn it return it to amazon no no qualms about it i should have oh yeah 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 no no they're totally good so the best um do you have a ups store near you same one you use you probably drive forever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they're great. You go, you print out the thing. You go, I'm going to drop it up UPS yeah. store. You don't even have to have packaging. You just kind of like, I guess the packaging for the product might be good. Yeah, I don't know. That's the weird part. You threw away the product packaging. Yeah, because like, uh, yeah. I usually keep that for a little while. I did keep it for a little while, but the thing, like, the, I guess I make a warranty claim. I don't know. Is this what I'm saying? This is the this is the part of the Amazon shopping that I'm not like thrilled about. Like I feel a little bad about. <laughs> well, I, the key would be to keep the packaging for what the length of the warranty. Then I'm buried well, no, in how packaging. How long have you had it for? How long have you had it? For? Ah, right. But when do I get rid of it? <laughs> like a week, a day? Ah, like a month. I said. I didn't right. put it in right away, and ugh. Um, but I had this twenty dollars piece of junk that doesn't work. 
Yeah, 20 bucks. You're just, that's sunk cost. You're good. Really? I just have to suck it up? I don't know. I'm pissed because it's raining. Fix it with your be. 3D printer. I could take it all apart and figure out why it's not kicking on. Yeah. But, but then it's, just... it's it's probably in the microchip somewhere that the thing is, because the display says it's running, but it doesn't kick in the whatever solenoid it has to, to like mm. flip over the valve. Yeah, this sounds like a uh, <laughs> 20 bucks. I don't know, man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the emails and phone calls. And <laughs> is it worth it? Probably. I don't know. That's what I mean. That's 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 where I'm at a little bit with this this the frustration. But you said you got all these headsets there. You obviously have all yeah, the packaging. Yeah, but I kept the packaging. Stuff. Yeah, I got them all nicely. But you bought kids. like a whole bunch of packet like headsets, right? You had them all shipped to your house. Now you're gonna put well, them all back in a truck somewhere. I didn't plan on doing this initially. I uh, oh. I bought one thinking like this is a good set, and then I got it. And, like this thing's terrible. It's awful. What's like what 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 price range are you talking about? Yeah, so that's the thing. So I got a couple of like I, the first one I got was this Amazon branded kind of Bluetooth noise canceling headset. Cool, I'm like cool noise canceling. Yeah, they can't. They, that way, their class won't hear me screaming at them, right? <laughs> uh, it was like seventy bucks, right? Wow, all so, right, so seventy bucks is a lot of money. Yeah. So I got that, and it's it's garbage. I mean, one, does it not sound good at all, right? I tested it on this computer, the one I'm using with you right now. Yeah. 100% interference. It only works if I turn off my Bluetooth keyboard and mouse. <laughs> Otherwise, it is just not, it sounds like it's in the microwave. It's like, oh, really? making all kinds of crazy noise. Yeah, it's totally interfering with the other channels and... Ugh. Now I think I'm being irradiated with irradiated with uh, radio frequency all the time. <laughs> I've got a tinfoil hat on. Huh. Because apparently my keyboard and mouse are spitting out some crazy. So that's interesting because I can't use my, my, my magic mouse from work at home. It just keeps dropping off, dropping out, dropping out. It's probably Bluetooth interference. It could be interference, yeah. Dang yep, it. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Well, that's another They're usually thing. smart. I mean, the, the Apple stuff is smart about switching frequencies. Yeah. I think, but. Well, it will work. It, it seems to work, but then it will just kick out, drop out. And then yeah. it'll work for a day, no problem. And then, like, the next day, it'll be on and off, on and off, on and off all the time. Yeah. 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 So then I got another one. This is boring. It was $100. Are you going to name names or no? I mean, are we doing product review or we don't yeah, want to shame anybody? That's dark in here and I don't even know. Well, the next one was actually a Logitech. So I got a Logitech. Okay. Yeah. Logitech knows what they're doing. Should be. Yeah. And same thing, Bluetooth headset, but it comes with a wireless dongle that'll do wireless stuff as well. Okay. Like its own proprietary thing, little right. USB. Noise canceling. Over it's not even like over the ear, like sits on your ear, which is kind of annoying. Like mean, no cups to go around the ear. Uh same kind of garbagey. I wore it all day for work one day on conference calls and people were like, You sound like garbage today. I'm like, Well, there's all the testing I need to do. Oh, really? That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's a contrast from this microphone. Huh. Like, okay, don't tell me anymore. And so I have, a, I have a wired headset on the way. And I honestly think the wired one is going to be night and day. Like, so much better. So the one and I then, the test we just ran with this other couple of yeah. headsets I had, could you tell the difference between the wired and not wired? Yeah, the wired was much more clear. But that doesn't it make sense. still sounded a bit like a tin can, but. But how come that's working that way? I mean, isn't the, the wired analog and the non-wired, the Bluetooth digital? Well, no. I mean, the microphone's analog. It's like the quality of the microphone. Oh. oh. Is the key. It's not so much... The Bluetooth made it worse just because of Bluetooth interference and hmm. latency and all that mushy stuff. But all right. you're still dealing with the microphone itself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway, we'll find something. Or I don't know. This is my... I got my headset on this now, and I'm going to be upset if I can't find something I like. And maybe I will just give them fixed workstations in their desks. They have their little loft beds with desks. And maybe I'll just end up getting... Because these microphones, the one we're using, we're using were like 35 bucks. <laughs> they were cheap. The ones we're using? You and me right now? Yeah, they were super cheap. Yeah, but they're all wired. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe I'll just put a station at their desk where it's just like they got their wired boom mic. Now you're swinging. I know, around. making all kinds of noise by moving. Ours Technica. Yeah. Yeah. Audio. Audio Technica. No, ours. ARS. No, that's something else. Oh, yeah. Don't make me look. No, you're right. You're right. Audio Technica. Yeah. Ours Technica is like a magazine or something. Yeah, I think you're right. What is that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> now you're going to look it up. 
Yeah, well, um, it didn't take long. It's already coming up. So website news and articles and opinions in technology. I had a, yeah, I had a lot of education talk with some educators this week, and I don't know how it's going to go. I don't want to dig too much into school, but one thing we we did do that kind of related to things that we've we've worked on in the past or we talked about in the past with the kids is big Minecraft stuff, right? Kids get into Minecraft. Mm. Though nowadays, when kids talk about Minecraft, they're usually talking about it on consoles and handhelds and iPads and stuff. And um, call me a purist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? I mean, we used the Java Minecraft. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's yeah. on the computers and you can do things to it and, and whatever. And it, it's not compatible. It's the problem. You can't join it together with online with the other ones. You can't. Uh, maybe you can join the central service together. I'm not sure. I don't think you can. I'm, I'm eventually they're they're. I think yeah. they're trying to slowly work them into the same. Uh, but I, I think they're trying to get rid of the Java version, right? They're trying to get rid of the Java. I think you're right. No, I think what they did, they gave everybody that had the Java version that bought the Java version before a certain point, the free other version, and all what? those other versions. Yeah, the Microsoft version. At least in the, uh, I didn't get it because I went through this whole thing, but you wouldn't be on Microsoft. So that, what does that mean oh, for you? Yeah. Because you're on the iOS, so I don't know what platform you have. But like, well, we have we have a Linux machine as well that uses a. Yeah, but everybody else in the Minecraft thing, like we, so they did one for Scouts, and I was on Windows. Some kids were on iPads, other kids were on right. Um, um, and you use the Windows edition, not the Windows Java edition. edition. Yes, 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 not the Java edition. But we I'm could all play together. And I think you console, if you had a console edition, you could also get on the same. Yeah, the console one. So yeah. really the Java one is now the outcast, basically. And right. apparently there's an education edition. There's some weird stuff in here I did not know about. That's on the Raspberry Pis. Unbelievable. Yeah, so you can write some like Python what? script. Why there. do they have to leave us out? But, so what, what I was going to mention, what I thought was pretty cool was... Um, we happened, my son was watching these YouTubers as they get into and like, oh God, YouTubers, and yeah. they, you know, they, they watch a few videos and they know the people's whole life story right away. And, uh, they were making these modifications to Minecraft itself and then doing a whole YouTube thing on with that modification. So for example, they'd make one where like, there's a tornado that chases them around. Oh, really? It's, there's like a slow moving tornado in the game. That just follow, it tracks them. It knows where they are and it tracks them. And they're trying to win the game before the t- tornado kills them. Right. Um, what's another good one? They make these, they made these mods where they have like compasses where the compass points out where the other guy is. And so they have to, they're hunting that guy and trying to chase him down before so, he wins. So the game. how are they writing mods? Out of what? This is what I'm getting to. So oh. there's. There's a program out there that is open source and free, and I linked you to it already. So I, Didn't your, look. Your astonishment is uh, is amazing, amazingly concealed. There's a program <laughs> called mCreator, mCreator.net. Okay. And I was like, all right, well, let me just go take a look at this. And I was ready to be kind of, you know, put off by it. Like, ugh, what a huge pain it is. Okay. It is amazingly easy to use. And, and I say easy in... Uh, a little bit of a context where if, if you have programmed before or if you've done some level of scratch programming, because it's it's like all scratch programming, but it's very much a visual editor and it's very tailored to Minecraft specifically. Okay. And it has, it's kind of like if, if you've been a Java developer, you've used, you've used Eclipse or IntelliJ yeah. or something. Uh, it's all kind of built into that workspace mentality where... You create your workspace, which is the mod itself. You start adding blocks and armor and weapons and anything. And then you can kind of just click play and it'll start up a version of Minecraft in that's like hooked in to the editor with your mod right in it. There's no hoops to jump through to get it into another game somewhere and that kind of thing. So you can test it just by hitting play. Really? Yeah, it's pretty great. So I whipped together some silly stuff myself, you know, literally things like if and you can, there's, there's like, um, what do you call it? Drawing editors in there too. So you can make all your own imagery for things, right? 
So with not that many hours and days spent on it, my son went in and created a bunch of tools, armor, weapons that do different things. Like he made this mining pickaxe that basically if you if you break, and I had to work with him on some of the code for this, but he told me what he wanted. And then we kind of worked through some of the logic in the code. If you break a block and the block happens to be stone, mm-hmm. then it will also break, break all of the stone blocks that surround it within like one block around it in any direction. That's amazing. So, but it won't do it. And this is where we added some logic where it's like, it won't do it unless the block you're breaking is exactly at your eye level. So that if you break one below you, it doesn't just keep digging straight oh, right, down. Right, yeah. So huh. it's more of a horizontal digging tool than it is anything else. If you break below you, then it just breaks the one block. But, you know, we could add other logic. But the logic was easy. He did the drawings for the tool. I made one silly one that shoots carrots. <laughs> I made, I just drew some blob and it shoots carrots and whatever it hits with the carrot, lightning strikes really? where, it, where it hits. If it hits another creature, it strikes it with lightning. But if it doesn't hit another creature, it doesn't do anything. Huh. You know, so those things were fun and it was really quick and easy to do it. And you can add, I'm like, oh, wow, we got to think of some, you know, we got to think of some objectives and make like a real project out of this. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Like kind of like what those YouTubers are doing, you know? That's funny. But that's the answer for all my stuff. I'm like, God, this is cool. We need to make a project. Right. But I don't know. <laughs> what? <do you> do? <laughs> but I don't know what that project should be. <laughs> well, they gave yeah. me these, you know, those YouTubers were kind of giving me great ideas. Maybe, you know, we make some modification that we have to use that we then chase each other with. You know, it makes turns into a competition. Yeah, okay. Uh, something like that. But, I, yeah, I don't know what. Because it's very easy to go in and say, well, since I can make anything happen, I can basically make myself invincible mm-hmm. and have the highest powered weapons available. Or I can have this thing that just gives me loads of whatever, the best thing. And then, you know, that's kind of, it ruins the game. It just makes it so, you just push yeah, a button, yeah, the whole yeah, world yeah. explodes and you win. Right. Great. Yeah, you know. <laughs> not quite as fun but if you can compete against another person maybe with the same tools then but he seems to be he's latching onto it he loves it and then you know and then i have to kind of take it away because you're getting too <laughs> into it right step back and forth oh yeah i found something you love do you well let me uh yeah. take that back because you're spending <laughs> yeah. too much time on it the joy is overflowing oh, man it's such it a conf- conf- conflicted thing on that so we, yeah, but we're similar, like I got this 3D printer, right? And I'm like, okay, this is cool. But all I do is print stupid things off the internet so far, right? right. Uh, the proverbial ball in a box thing. My daughter was like, hey, can I print a switch base dock thing? I'm like, okay, sure. Six hours later, uh, you know, okay, we made some plastic into different plastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, so it's this weird stuff. And then, you know, my son was like, Hey, the neighbor's kids, they were over and they're like, Hey, they want to see the 3d printer go. Can I print a car? I'm like, I guess. Yeah, sure. So on one hand it's good. Cause he has, uh, knows how to use the slicer and all that stuff. Right. And he has been doing some 3d modeling with, um, Tinkercad and he was able to do that really quick. Uh, so some stuff is cool, but like, again, it's, it's it's a weird sort of... Wait, so back up a stick. You had other kids in your house? Yeah. Yeah, we have... The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the neighbor... We, we have a few neighbors that we play with that we see like daily, practically daily. Um, All right. And they're in Rhode Island right now. So... Uh, <laughs> they're Rhode Island. Good. You're going to quarantine them when they come back? They own a house in Rhode Island, so it's a little oh, weird. Right. Uh, but I don't, I, I don't... I don't think... Why would you own a house in Rhode Island? Like on a beach? It's on the, it's in Narragansett. Yeah. It's on the, you know, it's down by the water. Um, yeah. So, but we see them all the time. Anyways, they were over, you know, we, we do kind of chase, I do kind of chase them out of the house and it's only been like the last week where I've looked up and they're like, Hey, what are you doing in the house? No, get out. Everybody out. Everybody out. But we want to play inside. It's super hot. I'm like, everybody out. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Grab a piece pop and go outside. Um, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. But they wanted to see the, you know, and it's kind of, it's interesting, but it's kind of boring to watch. It's like, it doesn't do, doesn't work too fast, right? The thing moves around a lot, so that's kind of yeah. fun. But uh, yeah. anyways, the time, the time they wanted to see it. it. So it's like, okay, so he prints a stupid little car. And you're like, okay, great. We just turn plastic into other plastic. Um, 
Yeah, but we, we haven't found any like good functional use for it yet, and I'm not sure that there is. I don't feel is. bad about wasting the PLA, though. <laughs> it, uh, because it decomposes. Because it, it's it's like corn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not petroleum-based. It, it's And it <laughs> if, you, if you use it for anything outside, you'll notice that it melts very easily as well. Yeah, yeah we got to see uh, how they – yeah, I – I haven't made any. Well, have I made anything productive yet? <laughs> Not really. A couple stands for some stuff. Um, oh, that's productive. I, guess. I mean, yeah, I got my headphone hanger under the desk, and of course, yeah, I could have just bought one, but this is fun. Yeah, because uh, it's the exact size of my headphones, and it has some little words on the front there. Yeah. And I've done a lot of useful projects. I'm trying to think if you've done anything useful yet. This this is a tricky one to explain because it's it's nuanced to my life way of life, right? So, we bike to the beach, to the lake nearby. Mm-hmm. I have a big trailer, a big bike trailer. Like, it's enormous. I don't know if you've seen pictures of it, but it's, it's six yeah. feet long. Yeah, the trailer, yeah, yeah. Six feet long. And it holds these, like, those bins from Home Depot that everybody has, the black and yellow lidded ones. Or Lowe's. Lowe's also has the same bins, but they're slightly shorter and fatter or taller and skinnier. I don't remember which ones or which, but we have both the Lowe's and the Home Depot bins. Anyway, so... My bike has lights on it. it, has a dynamo light, which means it has a generator, which means it lights up on it when the front wheel spins. And we leave the lakes late at night sometimes. And it's dark. And we have to ride down this busy, somewhat busy road. It's not busy now, but still there's plenty of drivers on there that are just going real fast. And So we have to ride down that road for a little bit, like a quarter mile until we get to the trail. And my wife said, well, you know, your trailer is blocking the light. On the back of your bike. So it's very hard to see you. Oh. I said, oh. <clears throat> okay, so this turned into a project. <laughs> right away, I said, you know what? I can fix that. And I grabbed my son, and and we did some testing. I said, son, we got to make some trailer lights, and I want to power it off the bicycle dynamo, which means we need to connect these wires to the trailer somehow, and they're going to need a clip, like the same kind of clip you'd have on a car trailer, and the light clips that... Basically, if you hook a trailer up to a car or a truck or whatever, you clip the lights on so the brake lights work. So I have the clips. And then we did some testing with the dynamo on the bicycle and realized that it didn't have enough power at low speed to run the lights on the trailer. So that was bad news. So I had to get another dynamo for the trailer. But I didn't want to rebuild the wheel and put it on the inside of the wheel. So it's just like... It's one of those old-timey dynamos, and I keep saying this word, and maybe you don't know what it is, but if you think about a really old bicycle that has a light, yeah, it has this this uh, bottle, this thing that looks like a tiny bottle with a cap on it that spins around and around, and it, and the cap pushes against the side of the tire, and so when the tire spins around, that little thing spins around, and it turns an electrical generator inside the bottle. They're called bottle dynamos. So I got a bottle dynamo, and I didn't know you could even get them anymore, but you can get them. Okay. And I was shocked when I found a way to mount it, and we tested it to see what kind of speed it would generate power at. And because the wheels on the trailer are very small, it generates a lot of power at a very low speed, which is great. Huh. And this, this, is, this ends up being about 3D printing eventually. Okay. And because the dynamo puts out alternating current, because it is like a little generator mower. So it puts out AC, okay. puts out 12 volt AC. And I bought all of these. I bought these LED strips that are meant for like making your car look fancy. So they're 12 volt DC LED strips that you stick under the car and makes the ground glow and stuff. <laughs> so they're waterproof. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. We go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should put some on the car because uh, I have a whole pack of them now. <laughs> and so I stuck those around the trailer, but they're DC. Yeah. Right. So you can't run the DC LEDs off the AC no. generator. So I needed to get this little. It's called a bridge rectifier, which is a basically an AC to DC converter. But they're cheap. You can buy these things on Amazon for like fifty cents. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. They have you know all kinds of stuff on Amazon. Oh yeah. And you get packs of them. So now I have a pack of bridge rectifiers, which you know I need a dozen of them for no reason. And <laughs> but I just got the board, so it's just the board and the connections. So, well, guess what, Max? You know we got a three D. Here you go. Here's the board. Go figure out how to three D print a case for this. Right? Yeah. And he iterated through it. He did I explain this already? I don't so think he so. made the first iteration 
He measured the board and he messed up the measurements. And then he drew it in Tinkercad. And it was like, okay. And then he printed it. And he and he he brought the thing over to me and basically like threw it at me. You know, he throws oh, this printed yeah. circuit board at me. Yeah. Attached to a piece of plastic. I was like, there, I'm done. And I mean, one, <laughs> I'm like, you're okay. You're throwing a circuit board. This is great. <laughs> and then I look at it closely and he basically, uh, so I told him he had to make some posts. Because if you've ever seen a printed circuit board, it usually has some circles at the corners for the screws mm -hmm. to hold it down. But on the bottom, of it, there's a lot of like solder points. Yeah. They're sticking out. So you can't just mash it flat. Otherwise, you'll break all those solder joints. Yeah. So you have to make these little stands to hold the board off of the thing that you're mounting it to. Standoffs. Standoffs. Yeah. Right. So he did that. They weren't exactly in the right place because he doesn't measure things very well. And then he didn't have any screws, so he just kind of found some screws, and they didn't quite fit. But he still tightened them, like, with a power drill or something. I know. And <laughs> <laughs> so not only did the screws go straight out the back of the thing that he printed, <laughs> but he he broke it. Like, he broke the standoffs with the screws mm. and bent the whole case that he had printed for this thing and i'm, I'm just looking at it like this is a comic this is is this a joke you know <laughs> like you've destroyed the thing that you tried to make by attaching the board to it Th this isn't usable and he's oh, all right guess <laughs> so now and another thing you get on amazon now you can hear the rattling i have a case of phillips laptop repair screws oh do you that was mm -hmm. gonna be my next <laughs> all right and it was, you know, How'd you know what size to get? Well, I got a variety. And here's the thing. you um, I mean, they're all small enough, right? Because I know the size of most of the holes. So they're, they're two millimeter, two and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that was sort of phase two. So we printed several iterations of this. And I thought this was part of the learning process, which was good. Huh. And right away, you know, he found some flaws. And this is where some hands-on work is real good, you know, where wood shop or maker's workshop or whatever you call these new classes they're going to do where the theory on the computer and the typing and the powerpoints no good like they got to get this stuff in their hands mm -hmm. and he was doing this thing where i said well eventually he got the holes in the right place and the post fix and stuff and now he's dealing with the screws and he's saying and i'm like okay well last time the screws you found you broke the thing with so maybe we should find some screws now and then build around the screws that we have. And I didn't want to make those suggestions because I wanted him to figure out, but I did. And I said, okay, how do you know? How do you know that the screws fit through the holes on the circuit board? He's like, what do you mean? Like, how do you, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? What do I mean? How do you know that the screws that are in your hand are going to fit through the hole that's on the circuit board that's in your other hand? You know, and what do you think that he would do? I would try it. What do you, how do you try, how would you try? I'd put the screw into the hole in the circuit board. Put the screw in the hole. I mean, they're literally, each thing is in each hand. No, he doesn't do that. He picks up the calipers, <laughs> which, which are the very precise measuring, the digital calipers that we use for all of this stuff. Yeah. And he measures the screws and then he tries to measure the hole. And he measures the screw and he measures the hole and he measures the screw and he measures. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, I'm checking to see if they fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So, <laughs> you know, and maybe I just had him conditioned to be like, that's how you measure things with these calipers, right? Yeah. To see if they yeah. transfer them. Like, you don't, you have the two items in your hand. Just... <laughs> <laughs> see how they fit see if they're acceptable to you right. right and that's a weird i guess some of these things are a weird concept to understand in in like re transferring real world to the virtual world to you know which part of the thing how do you get this design onto the screen and and then you print something real from the design that has to match the real thing that you were measuring so there's a couple of big hoops to jump through there I mean, like the stand for the switch that you just printed, you stole from somebody else. But if you had given them a set of calipers and said, go design your own stand. Yeah. You know, how do you think the first one would have come out? 
would have been the right <laughs> shape, maybe. I don't know. So we're doing that a little bit because we're going away next week. And uh, yeah, so no show next week. Sorry. We're going away next week. And the the kids wanted to, they, they've been playing the Nintendo in the car. So they wanted to mount it uh, off the back of it. Like mm-hmm. we have a Lincoln Navigator giant giant car school bus yeah it's small school bus but uh it's it's just super big um but they it's so they have the console up where like in the first row it's three rows and then my son will sit usually in the third row and my daughter in the second row they both want to be able to see the screen and use controllers so they wanted to mount it off the back of the uh like off the cup holders in the console on the front of where my wife and i sit off the front row so the first design he made was to take, and, and I kind of chuckle now, but it was, it was good. It was normal. Like he said, he made a full sphere. I mean, a full cylinder, which was going to be in the cup holder with a little arm off the back with, with two clip, like with a bracket. Right. And I said, that's, that might work. That's a lot of plastic. Like, do we need to print the full cylinder? Right. To fit the full cup holder. Maybe it would we be can, hollow anyway. Yeah. Right? Well, oh, yeah. But it's still like you're still printing like a giant cup thing, right? Like maybe we can just make a sleeve or so we can still use a cup holder or maybe we just oh, yeah. need hooks. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he had it like mounted way up. Like it was all sort of the cup holder was at the bottom and then the arm and then the whole bracket was up from the arm. So I was like, well, why don't you make it so it hangs off the back a little bit to add stability and it's kind of wrapped now around the console and you probably just need a, like a little hook that fits in there so we can still use the cup holder. So but I think you got to let them print the garbage one first. Well, I, yes. I, and I said, and, and he started measured it and he's like, oh, it's, I'm like, I think those measurements are kind of way off. And so he's like, he ch- checked him and he's like, yeah, but I want to make sure it fit. I'm like, okay, fine. And he's like, it's not going to stay. I'm like, well, if you make it, if they make the tolerances small enough, it'll stay because it won't have any wiggle room. Right. And, but I'm like, we're leaving Friday or Saturday, but I'm like, right. you, these prints don't, aren't quick. You want to get something out because I don't think it's going to work the first time. Like we got to probably have to make a couple prints. So what's, and then right as I came down here, he was working on it. So I'm like, you got, you know, we maybe have He's time. He's not to- asleep yet. Well, that was an hour ago. Um, okay. Yeah, but he is up late now. He is up much. You know, I don't know. Nine thirty, ten o'clock isn't uh, unusual. But uh, yeah, so like, but so it's fine. It's kind of cool, but it, it it's also like, all right, I'm gonna try it. I'll see you in six hours. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's and fine. That's Just stuff. do it overnight, though. Yeah. Well, I, do you, I haven't printed anything overnight. I'm all nervous. Why? Because if it goes bad, it's. I was watching some like top five things not to do with your three D oh. printer, and like you'll burn the house down, and you'll br- no. ruin the head, and all this stuff. And I'm like, ah, yeah, you might, you might, yeah. I had to leave it running on the night, all night, all the time. So, so today, I think whatever I printed, I think it was like eight hours. That was the longest print that I've done. I, I'm, I'm not like that. That one, the the makerspace, I follow that, and they showed mm-hmm. this big thing, and I'm like, holy smokes, you printed that whole thing? And <laughs> she's like, yeah. I was kind of like going back and forth on Instagram a little bit with her. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we printed it. It's all this. And so I'm like, well, how is it so shiny? And and then I'm like, wow, you're brave. And I haven't, I haven't gotten up the courage to print something for eight hours. I'm terrified. It's going to print for like, you know, seven hours and 58 minutes and then mess up in the top. Like, yeah, last what can minutes. you do? The, so the, I know. <laughs> I mean, there are ways to fix it. You could try to print just those layers. It does have a filament sensor. It's boring for other people. It's supposed to know when it runs out of filament. Yeah, I haven't pauses. gotten there yet. Although I think um, I think it will I did soon. it on purpose to check it, and it worked. Okay. And then it actually ran out of filament another time, and it didn't work. Oh. And it just and it just kept fake printing in the middle of the air, and nothing. I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> yeah, so, it, <laughs> huh. so you know, the worst. What's the worst that happens? It's just the bottom is useless and. Yeah. Start over. But you can't be like, I mean, I guess you could walk it back, right? If you left it on the board and all that stuff, but you'd have to oh, be yeah. like no, super you lucky. Could totally, if, if you really, really had some weird stuff invested in it, it mattered. You could change, you know, with the slicer and with the G code, basically. You could re-slice the thing the way it is or just take the same thing and cut the G code manually up to the layer it was at. Yeah. And just have the thing... It wouldn't be able to. You'd have to skip the calibration and all this kind of stuff, and you'd have to because you need to start it at the height of the <laughs> where it left off. Like, yeah, it can't. It can't go down any further. Right, right, right. Uh, the thing, the thing that the big mis- the biggest next mystery for me to figure out how to do is I thought that the slicer was supposed to be able to 
detect and add supports where it needed it. Yeah, you usually have to check a box. Yeah, yeah. but then it, like, it seems like it supports everywhere, even though I don't know. I know that some areas don't need it. It puts way more supports than we do need. Those are configurable things. Also yeah, that's, that's my next learning learning. So item. supports for people that are listening, I suppose. When you're 3D printing something, it's it's basically like two-dimensional printing, but stacked up. It's called additive manufacturing, whatever. So you're printing from the bottom up. And what happens is if you if you print something that's, say, a cube, which would be silly. Uh, well, a cube wouldn't be hollow. Let's say if you print something that like is Like an H. A, like an H. An H is a good example. Yeah. If you're printing the letter H, well, you would print H. it flat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 3D H standing up. <laughs> if you want to print it standing up yeah. on its on its legs. Yeah. Or the middle a. part of the H yeah. would sag because by the time it got there, it's trying to dump filament in the middle of the air. Yeah. So what you would do is in this program that's called the slicer, the thing the slicer creates the code for the printer essentially. A slices is each level. Yeah, it slices the level, tells yeah. the printer where to go, and, and it would add into your drawing supports, which are kind of thin and flimsy and spaced out more print i mean it's the same stuff it's just kind of like it levels it all the way up to the bottom of the h and then you can print the bottom of the h right on top of these supports and then when you're done you can snap the supports off right um yeah that's kind of it yeah sometimes they hold tight sometimes with the fancy printers that print multiple filaments they print the supports in like water soluble filament no way really yeah yeah which is super cool because oh. then you just take the whole thing when it's done, you dunk it in water and like all the, all the supports. Because supports, yeah, I've found that some of the supports aren't that um, like flimsy. <laughs> like they're hard no, to get they're, off. No, they're really hard to get off. Yeah. yeah. And you end up like filing things down. Yeah, yeah. We printed a buckle, like a little clasp. Like this is one of those ridiculous things, right? Uh-huh. My daughter's buckle broke on her on her backpack. So yeah. we're like, oh, we need to. I'm like, we could go to just buy one for like 30 cents <laughs> oh, or get a pack. Yeah. And then, but so this was kind of cool. So th- this is one good thing. So my wife found, she looked on Thingiverse in two seconds, found oh, it. She did, good. And uh, sent it to my son and he's like measuring it. And he's like, okay, this one's an inch wide, but that one's only three quarters of an inch. So I, I need to knock it. I need to change the size. So I want to print it at 80% size, right? So you didn't print both sides. He actually tried to print a compatible buckle. Well, the male piece of no, the- well, because the the strap was a certain right. We wanted it the same size as the one we oh, did. Pr- I got we you. did I got print you. both pieces, but uh, yeah, but they wanted to make it in the same size. So you know, he figured out how you know he did all that stuff, and then we printed it. And that one was kind of a pain in the neck because I think it printed. Well, it, uh, see, I didn't read on the. Now it's all about three D printing. This is funny. This show. Uh, <laughs> I didn't read well enough on the Thingiverse thing where it said, like, you can print this piece without supports and this piece you need supports. Right. If you print this one at this angle, you don't need supports. And some of the stuff is sort of weird because you're like, of course it needs supports. And like, no, it's like the plastic is like rigid enough that it does print in yeah, space. Yeah, you can a do like bit. 45 angles or yeah, do some gaps. It's weird. Some gaps is crazy. But yeah. So, and, uh, and I guess it like depends on how thick each layer is, 0.2 versus 0.15 yeah. versus, um, yeah. Anyways, we printed it and they, uh, you know, put it on the buckle, put it on the clip and, uh, it fixed the backpack. And I was like, I don't think it's going to be strong enough. We'll see, you know, and if it breaks, well, so it, print another one. <laughs> I printed when we were going camping yeah. and, uh, for whatever reason, before we went camping, I think I was just browsing thing of hers. I found yeah. these endless things on there. These carabiners. Okay. And what's really cool about them is that they are they are spring-loaded. Carabiner, if people don't know, it's like a metal clip. You know, usually you kind of clip two ropes together with it. It's for rock climbing and stuff. Um, is that a new cat? It's a new cat, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She must be lonely. I don't know where everybody else is. Well, I don't know an- is another new cat. Good. We have four cats, yeah. So... <laughs> I printed these plastic carabiners. And, and, and the way the person who designed it is a pretty smart design. Like, it uses the, the properties of the plastic, and they kind of print it in a funny way. So the clip itself is spring-loaded. Oh, but it really? kind of springs by bending the plastic a little bit. Um, and so I have them in the dry bags that we take out with the boats and stuff. So I was, like, clipping the boats together with these plastic carabiners, and the <laughs> other people are laughing at me. They're like, what are those? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay. It's our life's not depending on them or anything. And so they, they work great <laughs> for these kind of clipping the ropes on the boats together and keeping them from floating apart. Yeah. Uh, 
And they have already started to warp in the heat because I've had them outside a lot. But yeah, I certainly wouldn't use them for actually supporting <laughs> rock climbing while rock climbing. Or yeah. Huh. Yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff that you can print. Like on Thingiverse, it's just nuts. It's so crazy how much. But I think, yeah, even for educational tools like that, just to show, go through, like, look at the way this thing is put together so that when you move this, this piece bends. And, you know, those things are cool to me. Yeah. Oh, it's my, and designing the thing, like we were designing this thing. It's like you look at it in space and then you start to like take away and you add and, and it right. was pretty cool, like how you and you you have to completely change your thought process, right? You're like thinking in negative space, and then you have to flip back to positive space, and you're on the x axis and the y axis and z axis, and and then you're making it taller and smaller, and I, I, yeah, so it's it's fun. I I, I do want to get into something. I got to figure out something that I have to make, um, but I, I don't have anything yet. I haven't come up with anything. Hmm. Yeah. Well, lots of bicycle things, that's for sure. I know. Yeah, we get bi- bicycle mounts. And uh, I got my, my speed camera that I'm working on, which is so I, boring. <laughs> yeah, I wonder uh yeah. I wanna see I wanna see that thing in action. Then I'm gonna buy one off you. Well, I mean, once I have the case, it's not that hard to make. I mean, honestly, the software piece of it's real easy. I don't know if I explained to everyone else what it is, but no, I made a, yeah. I bought a LIDAR detector. What's LIDAR really? Most expensive piece lidar is i don't know what it stands for but it's like laser radar it's, it's a laser uh maybe it's infrared maybe it's an infrared uh, laser maybe here lidar is method for measuring distances ranging by illuminating the target with laser light and measuring the reflection with a sensor differences yeah. in laser return times and wavelengths can be used to make a digital 3d representation of the target I don't, yeah, so I this don't know what is, it stands for, but it's not an this, acronym. It's lowercase. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, this is purely just a distance sensor, but it measures distance 100 times a second, and therefore you can pretty easily get to speed. Uh, and so I'm making a little box that has a Raspberry Pi and the radar detector and a camera and a little, uh, for fun, a seven-segmented, L- not an LCD, but a seven-segment display so I can have like a live readout on the back of the distance and the speed and all that kind of stuff. Really? Like an LED? Like a liquid LCD? Yeah, it's not an LCD. It's it's one of these doohickeys, the seven-segment oh, oh, displays. Oh, oh, you know? oh, that's what you mean by seven-segment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the seven segments are all the segments that are in, like, the number eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. On a calculator. Yeah. So that's going to print? Like, what's it going to do? Light up? Yeah. Man, that's awesome. So it's it, it already works. That's the code's real simple. But where'd you get it uh, for? from? From Amazon. <laughs> No, no, but where'd you get the code from? You didn't buy the code. Oh, off. I wrote it. But, but all right. How did you know what? Like, how do you know? You ha- okay. What did you write? What's so, the what's a microprocessor? So there's a Raspberry Pi. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, and the Raspberry Pi needs to read from the lidar sensor. Okay, and so there's a library for that, and it yeah, just gets libraries. a stream of okay, data. It go. just all gets. Right. It yeah. basically gets. A uh, hundred readings a second from this lidar thing, and every reading is just a distance. It's very simple. Uh, and then for the seven segment display, it's also a similar thing. There's a protocol to talk to the display. There's a library for it. You have to, you know, the the biggest challenge was, I think the biggest challenge was making the wires to connect these things to the Raspberry Pi, because I have to change the the connectors, you know, and of course I have another GPIO box. thing. Yeah. Okay. Because I have three, wait, one, two, I have three different things connected to the. <laughs> this is the most boring thing for our listeners. Right. We but need to create a show just this <laughs> stuff. Well, it's kid projects too. I mean, because yeah, I'm yeah. soldering and probably the, my favorite thing about it is the heat shrink tubing because that's super fun. Oh, yeah. That is so fun. you put the heat shrink tubing around the wires and you solder the wires together and then you move the tubing over and then you get it all hot and it shrinks down tight around the wire and you get this nice, neat little bundle that shouldn't break. Yeah, yeah I know. A little boring. Sorry. But, okay. Let me ask you this. What do you do for like – here's my problem. I need to know what – like I need – a little brass fitting or I need, uh, here, here's another thing. I built this like box and I need the right kind of hinge, but how do I, you find the right kind of hardware you need or the right kind of little brass bearing? I think it's called a, I see, I already forgot the name of it. Um, 
but I can never find the right piece of hardware that I need. I don't even know what it exists. Like you, like I wouldn't have known what a, the bridge rectifier was. How did you figure out what you needed there? Well, we're both electrical engineers. You don't remember? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. No, <laughs> that was twenty years ago. But what's that? What's a bridge? Re- I've been married for nineteen years. I have four kids. Give me a break. <laughs> well, like I said, that you should have remembered from college. And a bridge rectifier is basically an AC to DC converter. And then if you search for bridge rectifiers, if you search for a twelve volt bridge rectifier on Amazon, you'll okay. find like these two cent parts. <laughs> but how did you? Okay, so yeah, I, I saw them. But how did you know what you need for like a, a bridge rectifier? Okay, so here, how do you know you needed twelve volts? Well, because I know the bo- the bottle dynamos. Okay, volts. so the dynamo puts out twelve volts. Okay, so then how do you know how many amps you need? Um, well, it also says it's a twelve volt six watt. Oh, so so I mean they'll so give you specs then, right? There's a maximum. Plus, the the bridge rectifiers are going to be sort of rated to some level, you mm-hmm. know, and it's they'll handle a ton. I mean, they'll handle higher voltages than twelve as well. They usually just they'll just take whatever voltage you put in and they'll give you the DC voltage out. But you remember this from college for real? The bridge rectifier part, yes. Wow, all right, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting those little the key, the entry point is like the chat. How do I get from? But you could also just say like, I, what kind of circuit do I need to get from AC to DC? Sure. Okay, but here's the thing: I built this box, and I needed. I want. I want some sort of lever so that the box doesn't just slam. So I was like, oh, okay. The box, the top's twenty pounds. Oh, like I, a lid? I, you mean what? Like a? You mean a the. The lid, it's like a music box. It's like a, it's like a huge, you know, those, <laughs> you mentioned these a couple weeks ago, those giant black bins with the yellow tops. You mentioned it like five minutes ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. The XL commander or whatever, you know, you get them at Lowe's. You know what I mean? Right. I do. Cause yeah. I just talked about them being on the bike trailer. Yeah. Like, but that was last show. show. That was, no, <laughs> it was this one. <laughs> I was kind of joking because you said, did I talk about, oh, I see. yeah, you know about the bike trailer. <laughs> yes. I know about the, okay. Um, it fits four of those, which is all, that's the size of it, which is, Fits so you know about how big it is. It's pretty big, but it holds all of the accoutrement for managing the chickens. Because I wanted it out of the shed, because like the food and stuff, it was drawing chipmunks, and somebody chipmunk got in there, and then it had to chew its way out of the shed. So it put a hole in the door. So you have a box that holds four of these bins. Yeah, but there's oh, two so bins in there, and one's got like the winter chicken gear. One's got all the hoses for the yard. One's got so it's kind of it's kind of chip. yeah, it's kind of short but wide and long. Yeah, and I made it out of cedar. To match oh. the cedar shed, the cedar side, sh- sh- it's like that the tongue yeah. and groove cedar boards, right? Yeah, yeah. So I made it, and it kind of matched the shed that I have pretty close to it. Anyways, the lid is about twenty pounds, but it's pretty big. It's thirty six by forty eight, about right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's better numbers. Yeah, but and it's also the weight. It's twenty. It's not super heavy because it, again, it's the cedar siding, and it's just one. So you need to know. But well, I need to look for yeah. the thing, and I wanted a hinge. I used the piano hinge and it worked okay. And then I bought these things that were like these gas struts, which were like 20 pounds. Yeah. Well, the lid went right through them. Just, they didn't even help at all. Ah. So I was like, okay, I need better ones. So I got these 67 pound ones. Well, these ones basically tore the piano, they tore the lid right off the piano hinge. Like I only had one and it was like, <laughs> and I tried to close it and then it was like cracking. I'm like, oh man. Okay. So I took it all apart and I like re, I, I like read the, this is back to my mechanical and uh, physics and the moments and all this stuff. And I was like, I yeah. should know all this stuff and forces and measure it. So I was like, okay, but I don't want it to be 67 newtons. I can, or pound feet or whatever it was. I can, I can change the, if I change the angle and I instead yeah. here and I move it and so fine. Okay. And I like did it and it was, oh yeah, this isn't as strong. Ripped the, and then it ripped the lid right off. The lid like ripped through the screws and the board split. And I was like, <laughs> son of a, uh, so how do you know, like, this is a thing that I keep bumping into with these like home do it yourself projects is like, I don't know what the clever hinge that if I went to the store and bought one, it would have a clever little like hinge that, or if you had a toy chest that your kids have, how do you find that stuff? Yeah, it's funny because I looked, right? And then the first one I found, I think this is what you want right here. <laughs> if you <laughs> and, and, two hundred newtons. That's way struts. too strong. Well no, no, maybe no, no, I don't no, know. No. And how tall is it? And that's the thing, is like I don't know. And do I just learn this matters. stuff through experience? Well the like Trial saying, the, the angle matters. If you uh this is this is for a smaller chest, I think you might even want some bigger ones here. Well, I also realized, yeah, see, I, I didn't know these kind of hinges existed. Something else, I thought, 200 newtons. That's super strong, though. 
Gently closed design, yeah. Like say, yeah. But it see, very much matters where what the angle is. Like if you've got a big heavy lid sticking out of the top of this thing, so it says thirty pounds. But it's not that heavy. It's only twenty pounds. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it's it's rated for thirty pounds per one piece. I think it says weight support will be doubled with two hinges. So sixty pounds for the two hinges. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it supports. It'll still. I see what you're saying, because if you try to push it closed... <laughs> yeah, and the, and the gas hinge is super strong. <laughs> and then you just strut, ripped strut. the hinges off the back of the thing. Well, you, yeah. obviously, you've detached those hinges better. No, the problem was, I think, the piano hinge I was using was fine, but until you put, when you're pushing against it, yeah. I need I need more because big, the size of lever. the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The size of the, the door was too big. Because you got something at a low angle trying to open it. <laughs> this is where I am in my life. But I'm like, I want to be able to do this. I can do most of it, but it's like I don't can't take it the the ninth mile, whatever that ninth mile. I just can't get it home because I'm like, I don't know what I need. I don't Stronger know what the bridge, but <laughs> the bridge rectifier. <laughs> yeah, but I can't find a hinge, so I'm gonna end up like I need a long hinge. Like yeah, long hinge. There you go. So what do I what do I Google? Long hinge. Long hinge. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to look for. This is the problem. I feel like no, such literally. a moron. Oh look. Long you want hinge. the long, the long way, not long the uh, yeah wide way. Right, right. right. Uh, see, here you go. Tam T strap shed hinge gate strap. This is what I was looking for, <laughs> but kind of, but not really, because I need one that has a one by bend on it. You know what I mean? Because it's it's mm-hmm. one by, so it's like three quarters of an inch. I, if I want it to wrap around the top, I need the hinge is not at the top. It's you know three quarters of an inch down on the inside. Did you put the hinge on the hinge on the inside? Yeah. Oh, then it doesn't matter. Well, or you could do a really long, wide hinge and just do hinge right down the whole box. I need a better. Well, it did. That's what I did. I had a long, like a thirty-six inch piano hinge, and you ripped. <laughs> but it ripped. Right through. It ripped the board in half. That's how strong the stupid. <laughs> yeah, the board cracked right along where all the screw holes were. Yeah, okay. cedar's not the most strong wood. You know, yeah. it's it's it's, it's light. Yeah, and, you got to do like a an edge piece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> reinforce it uh yeah anywho uh this is it i need to know a lot more things than i know <laughs> you don't though you've gotten this far well right but i can't I'm, I'm this far but i'm not all the way like i that's and that's what's frustrating well so the good news is i the trailer thing worked which is fantastic we oh used it the other, we used it the way <laughs> on the way home from the lake the other day that's and it's, funny I, I, it's totally noisy as hell did you think this, this go on yeah. Dynamo. yeah but that was it so the case well we finally printed a case with the wires and everything and a lot of tape cover up the wires keep them from getting damaged but it's great bright <sighs> cool it's done finishing nice. the finishing the project is always hard yeah, well, see, and this is where I'm like, this goes back full circle to my return policy because I'm like, I think this might work. And then I get it and I'm like, no, it won't work. And then I got to order it again. And then it's like, oh, stuff doesn't take two day prime, doesn't really exist anymore. So it's like, I can't just walk into the store and be like, I need a, this kind of hinge. I need a better store for that stuff. So I guess the key to your problem here is that you had the right idea, but you just didn't reinforce the box. I reinforced the back of it. Like, because you're taking know. all of that pressure because now you're not just like lifting a heavy lid and saying okay let's lift it and then put a little hook or something which yeah. could solve your problem you're now saying I'm going to close this lid by having to pull on it yeah <laughs> and and you got something fighting against you which is levered against the hinge in the back and that's going to tear saw, the box I, to pieces as you uh, know. yeah <laughs> as it did already uh, I think this, I think your hinges will be better because they like fold. So they take all the pressure off. The pressure is not going to be on the, well, there will be though. I no, there'll know. still be pressure. Yeah. But not as much. You're not trying to force it straight down. It's like kind of bends the, the. No, there's a little, there's a gas thing right there. Yeah. Uh, You still have to reinforce the hinge on the back. I know. I gotta and you could out. probably find if, do you know exactly how much the, way, the lid weighs? Yeah, I weighed it once, once I had it off. You know what else I did, though? This was funny because I was like, ah, this thing is telling me that I need to know how much the thing weighs. I'm like, it's all attached. I don't want to take it off. So what I did was I measured the size of the – I was impressed because I measured the size of the square inches of the lid, right? And I took a board, random cedar board that I had laying around, oh, and nice. I measured yeah. that, and I calculated the ratios. 
Yeah. And I hit it on the nose. It was 20 pounds. And then I took the thing off and I put it on the scale and it was 20 pounds. I'm like, nice. That worked. Nice. So I do remember some math stuff. I can do some things. (laughs) But other things, I'm just like, I'm an idiot. I should know this. I'm an idiot. But it's like, okay, so here's another example. Like my car trunk runs off these gas struts. The pull down for the... um. Like attic thing is gas struts, but it's, I think the, those are much heavier than 20 pounds, I think is the, is the problem. And the hinges are way stronger. Anyways, kind of an interesting show tonight. We were all over the place. Do it yourself stuff tonight. Cue the music. I'm looking at all these gas struts. There's all kinds of them. They're all for toy chests. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search Dads Being Dads Podcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.